Legacy media journalists are freaking out about the size of Pierre Polyev's rallies, but rather than critique Polyev for his ideas or his policy positions, they're instead accusing him of, you guessed it, racism. It's Fake News Friday. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the program and welcome to Fake News Friday, our favorite show here at the Candace Malcolm Show, where we go through the week's news and dissect just how bad, just how biased the media is here in Canada. And there are just so many examples. I mean, I, I could just go through the CBC every day and point out the thousand different ways that that network is just so beyond bias. Uh, but I have to boil it down to uh, one episode a week here. So I'll try to do my best. Now, Pierre Polyev is, is really dominating the news cycle. He's really putting together an impressive campaign just by the sheer size of the crowds that he has showing up to support him, to listen to his ideas, to hear him out. He really has that enthusiasm factor. And so because there are so many Canadians that are paying attention to Pierre Polyev and his campaign, uh, the media needed to find something to attack him over. And it's, it's, it's really an interesting position because Polyev is a fiscal conservative and his almost his entire campaign is focused on fiscal matters. He's not talking about social issues. He's not talking about cultural issues. He is really zeroing in on the sort of intersection between uh, issues that, that that harm young people, preventing young people from really fully joining the Canadian economy and living out the Canadian dream, and the economics. So he's talking a lot about housing. He's talking a lot about inflation, the rising cost of goods and services in this country. And it's really resonating, obviously, because he, he has that momentum that we talked about. Now, again, instead of going after the the points of, of what Pierre is saying. Uh, instead, the media is fixated on this idea that his rallies are too white. Yes, you heard that correctly, that there are too many white people showing up to his rallies. Now, last time I checked, we live in Canada, which is a democracy where all people are equal under the law. Every single person, it doesn't matter what color your skin is, what your national origin is, what your ethnicity is. We're all Canadian and we all count the same. We're all equal. But to the legacy media, too many of the pundits in the legacy media, they see these rallies. They think that there are too many white people. And then that becomes a storyline that rather than focusing again on the success of this politician and his messaging, the ideas that he's talking about, how it's resonating, they instead pull up the race card and accuse Pierre Polyev of somehow being racist because they think that there are too many white people in the audience. I kid you not. So here is Warren Kinsella writing in the Toronto Sun. He writes, Pierre Polyev has the conservative hype, but not the conservative substance. And then this is a quote from the piece, Pierre Polyev with his night rallies filled with pink skin and gray heads. So, so not even calling them white, calling them pink skin, which is kind of racist, kind of racist to use that language to describe people. But, but Warren Kinsella does it anyway, with pink skin and gray heads is prompting me to ask that question to myself am I wrong? And so again, so there's something lesser about the people who are coming to Pierre's rally because of the color of their skin and the color of their hair. Like, what year is this? And <laughs> what country are we living in? Because it doesn't seem like it should be modern day Canada. 
And he goes on to say, pocket protector and Texas instrument calculator in hand, he's giddily knocking down all of the sacred totems of the conservative movement. And the conservatives sitting cheek to jowl in his white people rallies are cool with that. So so again, they're trying to create this storyline that these are white people rallies, that, that that the whole conservative movement is just a big white supremacist movement, and that, that the rallies are only for white people. They're white people only. Well, Warren Kinsella wasn't alone. Steve Marr, who is a journalist uh, freelancer, and he writes over at McLean's and other places, he too wrote on Twitter, he said, it is a whole lot of white people. If I was Polyev, I would be wondering why I am only attracting white people. Of course, this isn't true. <laughs> Not, nothing about this is true. This idea that he's only attracting white people. It isn't true. Uh, true North's own Harrison Faulkner, who's, who's usually joining me on the show today, he's, he's feeling ill today, but he went to the Pierre Polyev rally in downtown Toronto to, to, to find out for himself, to do some original reporting, to find out for himself whether or not it was only white people at the rallies, of course, he interviewed a whole range of people who are not white, uh, asking them asking them about this strange storyline about how these are white people only rallies, uh, why why the media is focusing on this idea that isn't even true. No, these are not white people rallies. These are rallies of Canadians, and lots of different kinds of Canadians are there. Journalists can close their eyes or or you know uh, look in one direction only and and look at a handful of people and say oh they're all white while ignoring the other half of the room. Uh, they can go ahead and do that. That is not the case in reality, and Harrison Faulkner did a good job of disproving that by going to that rally in Toronto. Now, funny, funnily enough, the rally in downtown Toronto was at a place called Steam Whistle Brewery, which is a very iconic location in downtown Toronto. It's a beautiful venue, and they create beer. It's, it's, it's sort of known as one of Toronto's sort of flagship independent breweries and beer, Steam Whistle is. Uh, but, but for some reason, after the rally, Steam Whistle thought it was necessary to put out a statement basically distancing themselves and condemning Pierre Polyev. So they wrote this, Steam Whistle is in no way affiliated with the Pierre Polyev campaign, does not endorse his political views, nor did the brewery support this event. We do not choose our clients. Rather, they choose our venue for its amenities, size, and location. So this is a pretty weak statement from Steam Whistle, this whole idea that they would have to distance themselves from a politician. Look, Lots and lots of politicians do rallies at Steam Whistle. It's a beautiful venue and a great location in Toronto. So this idea that that rather than cancel the event, they, they went ahead and had the event. They took the money from Pierre Polyev. They, they were happy to, to cash in on his popularity and his brand and all the people that showed up. But then afterwards, they had to virtue signal to their uh, leftist, uh, I don't know, the, the leftists that work there or the leftists in downtown Toronto who were apparently outraged that Pierre Polyev was able to hold them. Look, the guy is is one of the front runners in the race to become the conservative leader of Canada. The Conservative Party of Canada is one of the two major parties in this country. It is very likely that whoever wins the conservative party of Canada leadership race will go on to become the next prime minister. So we're talking about a mainstream political party and a mainstream politician. And this weird idea that Steam Whistle is treating it like he's some kind of a pariah and some kind of a, a fringe figure that they have to condemn is just pathetic. What a bad look for Steam Whistle. I don't drink beer. I don't drink their beer, certainly. But if I did, I, I would probably think twice about that because that is is pretty pathetic. Now, I want to transition a little bit here because 
Interestingly, there was a piece on CBC this morning, top piece over on National News Watch, and they do go after Pierre Polyev. So, so it isn't just the rallies that they're going after. Uh, this piece goes after the political rhetoric on inflation, saying it is out of touch with reality. So as, as I mentioned, one of Pierre Polyev's top issues that he talks about is inflation. He is very, very concise and very articulate when it comes to this issue. I've had him on the show before to explain it, and he explains it better than just about anyone else out there. Uh, but according to the CBC, doing the dirty work for Justin Trudeau as per usual, this is like part of their mandate that if someone is out there criticizing Justin Trudeau, the CBC swoops in and writes a piece in their defense. So here it is, political rhetoric on inflation is out of touch with reality, experts say. Again, I, I have a long-standing position that anytime there's a term experts say in the headline, it should not be filed under news, it should be filed under opinion, because it is their opinion. They, they find some experts that they agree with, that whoever the writer, whoever the author of this piece is, they find some experts that they agree with, and then rather than putting out an opinion piece that people will say, okay, this is opinion, this isn't news. They put it out under news so that the public gets the perception that these experts are like the universal source and that everyone agrees. No, this is an opinion by someone and it is a bad opinion and I'll go through it. It's a bad take. Uh, but again, the CBC puts this out as straight news to mislead Canadians, to defend their man, Justin Trudeau. So basically the whole piece is about, yes, prices are rising in Canada, they're rising fast. They quote uh, Statistics Canada, as you probably saw the consumer price index. So inflation is up 6.7%. So prices are nearly 7% higher today than they were uh, on this day last year. So the end of, end of April 2021, about 7% higher. It's the largest spike, the largest growth in inflation since January 1991. 1991. So we're talking 30 years. And, 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 and so what, what is the cause of this inflation, according to the CBC? Well, it has nothing to do with government, nothing to do with government. No, it's all about uh, international pressures and the supply chain issues, according to the CBC. So they take a whole bunch of swipes at Pierre Polyev. Uh, here, I'll read a little bit more. It says, Conservative leadership candidate Pierre Polyev, former finance critic who is widely considered to be the frontrunner in the race, has made inflation a central part of his campaign. Polyev claims that Trudeau government's approach to spending and taxation is a major force of driving inflation. They quote Polyev, and then they go, is Polyev right? Is government fiscal policy driving up the prices? Well, lo and behold, the CBC has found a leftist economist here, Jean-Paul Lam, an economics professor at the University of Waterloo, to say no, no. Government spending is just a very modest, it's just a modest part of this. It's, there's so many factors involved and in government is, is just very modest. Everything else is more. He says, economic support programs related to the pandemic are a significant reason the federal deficit is so large. The federal deficit is projected to be 53 billion, but that doesn't come close to explaining the rate of inflation we're seeing. It's a minor factor, according to this economist. Uh, likewise, Trevor Tome over at the University of Calgary, another leftist economist, says that Polyev is correct in a sense that government spending and taxation can be a factor in inflation. But, he says, the federal government's decision on spending and taxation don't have much of a relationship to the other, meaning inflation. More important factors are, price, are forcing prices upwards. He says this is a quote from an economist. It really doesn't matter what Canada's government spends.
it really doesn't matter what Canada's government spends, according to an economist quoted by the CBC. You really can't make this stuff up. Anytime someone's criticizing Trudeau, the CBC swoops in. I've got another example later in the show of the CBC doing just that. They do it over and over and over again. This is what they do. They defend Justin Trudeau. And it doesn't just stop there because I think balance, according to the CBC, is defending Justin Trudeau from the left and the right. You know, the one thing that we're taught in journalism school and that all journalists know is that you're supposed to present some kind of a balance in a new piece so present one side then present the other side well in in the case of, of this piece on on uh, politicians misleading the public the, the, they take balance to mean we defend Justin Trudeau from attacks on the right from the conservatives and we defend Justin Trudeau from attacks on the left against the NDP so they take a swipe at Jagmeet Singh the NDP leader they say what about those big corporations so it says NDP leader Jagmeet Singh took to Instagram Wednesday to talk about the rising cost of living and in that he talks about corporate greed and so the CBC refutes that part as well they, they, they never go after Trudeau they never say that there's anything wrong with Justin Trudeau's massive spending spree that he's gone on. Of course, anyone who knows anything about inflation, anyone who's taken an economics class in high school or university knows that the major cause of inflation is the growth in the money supply, the fact that Justin Trudeau has been spending so much money, borrowing so much money, and that the Bank of Canada has been printing so much money in part to keep up with Justin Trudeau's spending spree. So, so just look at the growth in the money supply. The money supply is directly connect connected to inflation. So this is from January 2022. Canada's money supply expanded by 10% last year. It expanded 14% the year before. These are the biggest surges since the 1980s. So again, it's no wonder why we have inflation. And yet the CBC couldn't have found a single economist uh, to talk about the money supply, to talk about the real reason behind inflation. Instead, they found two economists to just sort of hand wave and say, oh no, nothing to do with Justin Trudeau. It's all because, it's all because of Russia. It's all because of Ukraine. It has nothing to to do with our reckless government policies. What an absolute joke. What a total disservice to Canadians. Now, I did want to pick up on this video of Jagmeet Singh because it is one of the most juvenile, ridiculous takes I have ever seen in Canadian politics. Jagmeet Singh, leader of the NDP party, puts out a video, the, the very, very, very simplistic, like 18-year-old communist kind of stuff, saying that the real reason that prices are going up, not because of inflation, not because of Justin Trudeau's spending, but because of corporate greed, okay? Corporate greed. I want to play you this video uh, to show you just how silly and ridiculous it is. So here is Jagmeet Singh. Cost of everything is going up. Some say it's because of supply chain issues. Some say it's because the government spent money on programs to help people in need. Here's the truth. Why is the cost of everything going up? Simple answer, greed. When the cost of things go up, it hurts some people, but it benefits those at the very top. And it's not the grocery store workers, those that stock the shelves, farmers that grow your food, or small businesses and grocery stores like this. Large corporations, big box stores, and big retail are making record profits in this time. Okay, wait, just hold it right there. Okay, so this idea that Jagmeet Singh is saying that it isn't the fault of independent grocers and local grocers like the one that he's in, but he just blames it on greed of these big box stores. Okay, that that defies the very basic logic of Econ 101. Because the idea, if, there, if it was just greedy, greedy people sitting in Walmart and Loblaws and these big box stores, then the smaller places would have a huge opportunity, a huge market opportunity to undercut them in price. Because as Jagmeet Singh's saying, they're not greedy. 
It's not their fault. So they could just charge a much lower price and then consumers wouldn't go to the big box stores. They would go to the little ones. Of course, what Jagmeet Singh is saying is complete nonsense. What, did greed just suddenly come up in the last like year? Uh, you know, the, the, the actual cause of inflation rising at 7% this year over last year is because corporations just suddenly became 7% more greedy. That doesn't make any sense. It's, it's silly. It's so ridiculous. Uh, let's keep playing Jagmeet Singh. Why should you pay more and more just so that large corporations can make more and more profit? It's a rigged system set up that way by liberals and conservatives. That's why new Democrats are demanding that we tax the excess profits of large corporations and invest that back into people, housing, healthcare, the climate crisis. We can tackle all these problems if we make the super rich start paying their fair share. We have to end the free ride for the super rich. Again, Jagmeet Singh just has the most juvenile takes. It's, it's so sophomoric. It doesn't even make any sense. Uh, a couple points. First of all, big box stores were the ones that got special exem exemptions during the pandemic. So when the mom and pop stores were closed, those big guys were allowed to stay open. Even when churches were closed, uh, you could still go in to Walmart and Superstore and Costco. So this this whole idea um, that, that somehow big box stores are to blame, no, that, that would be government policy that enabled them to make more profits because the government was the one that allowed it to be that way and this idea that what profit like like what 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 is it what does it even mean by excess profits excess profits at what point is it excess right like you're talking about a big company that employs thousands tens of thousands of people across the province across the country all of these big box stores and and so this this idea that he's just attacking corporations it's so it's, 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 it's actually shocking that this is the state of the new Democrat Party. This is the best that they can come up with. Someone wrote that script, vetted it, and Jagmeet Singh recorded it, and they thought, wow, this is, this is just going to totally convince the Canadian population that we are the ones that should be in government, in power. We can fix this problem. It's, it, it's so silly. It's, it's so pathetic. Our friend JJ McCullough over on Twitter wrote that Jagmeet Singh has just posted a really incoherent YouTube video and turned the comments off. How is this guy still the head of a major party? Great question. JJ. Okay, now I want to go back to this other CBC story that I alluded here earlier, because again, this is the definition, this is definitional fake news. Okay, so so the CBC, and I mentioned this on the show the other day, I had Chris Sims, who broke a story about the truck tax that was being proposed in a liberal government report. She came on this show to really explain what was going on. And we talked a little bit about this Aaron Weary piece. Aaron Weary is a liberal stenographer who writes for the CBC Every time that Trudeau is criticized, he comes up with a perfectly aligned liberal spin. Like like whatever the PMO is saying, Aaron Weary is saying word for word almost the exact same thing. And he puts it out in the CBC as news, or they call it analysis, which is supposed to be like halfway between opinion and straight news. So so, so what happened was Chris Sims found in a report released by the environment minister, Stephen Galbo, just saying that they were going to introduce this tax on pickup trucks anywhere between $1,000 and $4,000. It wasn't a law. It wasn't a bill. It was just a recommendation that was part of their climate change plan for 2030, right? So it was in the report released by the government. Well, as soon as Chris Sims put that report out over in the Toronto Sun, the minister himself came out and said, no, we're not actually planning on introducing this tax. This report is disinformation. It is fake news. So trying to use the exact same language that they use in their internet censorship bills to discredit a factual truth-based report 
based on something the minister himself put out, um, but saying that that is disinformation, which once again just sort of proves the theory that disinformation is simply something that the liberal government doesn't agree with. So any critiques against the liberal government, disinformation. Any information that makes the liberal government look bad, disinformation. This is the this is the routine, this is the game that the Trudeau liberals are playing, and too many in the legacy media are all too happy to go along with that. So right in the midst of this, of this sort of debacle between the liberal government and the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, well, the CBC and Aaron Worry swoop in to, you guessed it, take the side of Justin Trudeau, condemn the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, call them fake news, call them disinformation, repeat almost verbatim exactly what the liberals are saying. So here's Aaron Weary's piece. Some conservatives are condemning a truck tax that doesn't exist. And so his whole point was that, again, it wasn't a bill. It wasn't a law. It was just a recommendation that was part of a report. He made the distinction that the uh, a recommendation came in the annex and it wasn't even in the report. Well, as Chris Sims pointed out on my show when she joined me, was that that's how government policy works. That's how they introduce bills. They introduce these, these reports, there are recommendations, the recommendations get adopted and they turn into bills. So Chris Sims doing her job as a watchdog for the Taxpayers Association, preemptively said, hey, look, they're planning to do this, don't let them. And so Weary's whole point that it doesn't exist, yeah, of course it doesn't exist. We're talking about the Liberals proposing something, the Liberals saying that they are planning to propose it, that it's part of a recommendation of a report, meaning it is forthcoming. Chris Sims did her job exactly right, which was getting in front of it and saying, don't let them do that. She was successful because now they're all walking away from it. But Aaron Weary doing his favorite little snarky routine, looking down his nose at conservatives saying, oh, they're, they're getting all worked up over something that doesn't exist. Uh, yeah, because they're trying to stop it from being imposed, Aaron Weary. And again, just this whole idea, this whole narrative, this whole thing that that this that the conservatives are just making this up, and that the Canadian Taxpayers Federation are pushing disinformation, such a such a disservice. A journalist is supposed to hold the government to account, okay? The, hold the powerful people to account. That's not what the CBC does. The CBC swoops in to rescue Justin Trudeau, to hold his critics to account. So they hold the people who criticize Justin Trudeau, those are the ones they hold to account. Rather than holding Justin Trudeau to account, rather than holding his ministers and the people who are saying, hey, let's introduce this pickup tax, pickup truck tax to account, the CBC does the exact opposite. They point their um, ear at the public, at independent researchers, at independent journalists, and say, how dare you criticize Justin Trudeau? Here is a whole report about how technically this tax doesn't exist. This is such a joke. This is not journalism. This is activism. This is stenography. The CBC time and time and time again writes pieces with the sole purpose of defending Justin Trudeau, defending the prime minister's office. Again, this could have been a news release put out by the PMO. It should have been. Your tax dollars should not go to this kind of nonsense. It is not journalism. It is activism, plain and simple. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's Fake News Friday. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show.